Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the another session organized by Grow Together podcast. I'm your host, Nadir Raza. The purpose of the show is to support each other to grow together, and we primarily focus on the multiple episode to help you out in different domains. And one of the interesting part is the coaching. To discuss this topic in detail, I invited Ms. Magda. Hello, ma'am. Hi. How are you? Uh, first of all, thank you so much, ma'am, for accepting invitation. Being a certified university advisor and transition coach, you have a very busy schedule, and I'm glad you have given time to me. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here and discuss the topic because I think it's very relevant right now. Uh, Magda, if we want to discuss in detail about the uh, coaching transition and the university admissions, the students are problem facing by their students. Uh, but before we discuss all these points, I want to know about yourself, about your own journey. How do you become a coach? <laughs> I think I've always been interested in human growth. Um, my first primary degree um, is applied psychology, and I've always been interested in how human beings think, how they function. I've always done a lot of self-work. Um, and after obtaining my master's degree, I went on to get a postgraduate degree in professional coaching. And I think that year was very revolutionary for me personally, because it allowed me to make very major changes and major transitions in my life. So I'm originally from Poland. I grew up in the States. Uh, after that degree, I decided to move to Dubai, to the UAE and completely change careers. And I guess as it usually is with work, it's, you know, it was a transition from teaching psychology to counseling to university counseling. And because right now I work as an independent university counselor, the career coaching kind of made sense because it's not just university counseling you do. There's a lot of things around it. And there's a lot of transition and change and processes that have to go with it, not just for students, but for anybody that's changing careers, for parents that are sending their children off to university. And therefore, I obtained a coaching accreditation. Um, and, and I guess what I do is I help humans grow and transform. And university is just one of those ways that we can do that. Yes, absolutely. You're right. Uh, everyone wants to be excited about university life okay? uh, because a long time they all are very uh, mature and they want to make uh, learn something new and make new friends. And uh, after that, they know that you want to become their part of the professional life or become the part of the corporate world. Uh, before to discuss all these things, Magda, there's one thing which you need to understand that the importance of coaching. Once a student was in the college program of the 11th grade or the 12th grade, uh, what kind of problem or what kind of things in their mind? And how can you help them out to choose the university uh, and the program? Oh, wow, that's a big question. <laughs> because I think, you know, as we progress through schools, there's a lot of factors that determine our future career path. So obviously, um, kids have their own interests. They, you know, they go through school, they'll be good at some subjects, worse at others, they'll have natural curiosity. But then there's also family influences, cultural yeah. influences, financial possibilities. Yes. So I think that process of thinking about a career and thinking about your educational pathway is very multifaceted and focuses on, okay, what do you want to do? 
What can you do afterwards that you're going to enjoy that's going to bring you financial benefit and that's also feasible and will bring some benefit to the world and is actually needed in the world? This is similar to, you know, the concept Ikigai. I don't know if you've heard of that book, but it's, you know, when kind of choosing your life pathway, those are the things that you focus on. And I think that there's a big part of... um also cultural influence and to what extent are, is the family and the parents responsible for choosing the pathway and to what extent is it the student themselves and you know we could argue both sides here that on one hand it's the child's journey and it needs to be ex an expression of themselves but also the parents have experience the parents are also yes. usually financing the education um and so it's finding that balance and i think that the coaching is very helpful because it allows support going through that process raising self-awareness asking questions that kind of clarify that path so magda if we talk about the pakistan so we have seen that a few uh years back there's a parent influencer too much on the kids okay, they will decide okay, what to pursue as a career and become a doctor engineer two more uh, are the two more only options but what you have seen in the past few years okay, how much the coaching helps them out to understand that okay, what best for the kids so i definitely think that the career landscape is changing and it's also very difficult you know when um i think the generation of people yeah. who are parents right now you know you you had a career pathway set out and there was a lot more job stability the world is very rapidly changing Changed. and very often you're not able to predict what the landscape is going to be like in 3 years or 5 years so there are careers like you said that are very much specified so i think that you know um law and medicine are a good example you yeah. go and you start something very specific and then even though you still have other options you can work in the field but usually you're going from point a to point b in a fairly straight line um there are university degrees right now you know that give a lot more flexibility i think a lot of students as i'm observing are looking to choose liberal arts and yes. sciences which allow them to study interdisciplinary subjects because at the end of the day when you're 18 years old how do you know what you really want to do so this model allows students to explore more subjects and then kind of give them a broader education and which they can focus as they go through university great ah uh, magda if you talk about the parents uh, side from the early years middle school primary secondary till the college they're much worried about the kids from their coats uh, lunch box uniform each and everything and they will not get much so, time for their own self and i've read your mm -hmm. article in which you highlighted this point that okay when the students are when the kids are in university that it's the best time to uh, work on their own growth on their own dreams so how what's their uh, what, what do you want to be explain this point i need to be you highlight this more I'm very very happy that you're asking about this and I definitely see you know in if you if you think about being a parent you know you become a parent and it starts a very new phase in your life your life shifts your responsibilities shift your priorities shift and like you said um the role of being a parent 
and making sure your kids are sustained and taken care of and supported. And that goes on, well, it goes on for the rest of your life. But as, as long as the kids are living with you, um, it's a certain dynamic. For I work in the UAE, but I do work with international clients as well. And very often the students go off to university, either to a different country and sometimes even to a different city. And so this also marks the end of a certain period for parents. They are no longer, yes, they very often are still financially responsible for their kids, but Suddenly, like you said, they don't need to pack the lunch boxes. They don't need to be driving their kids to uh, school. They they have a lot more freedom. And for very many parents, I see that it brings up difficult emotions. And those difficult emotions are very often not realized. They're unconscious because one is the anxiety about their children's future. Um, are they going to be okay? Are they going to be able to manage themselves uh, at university? Are they going to be successful? But also, very often, that anxiety and that worry is masking something deeper, something that, well, what do I do with my life right now? How do I fill up this space that has been taken for so many years with all these responsibilities? And I think it's important to talk about this and have these conversations to let parents explore, okay, how can I how can I transition into this new phase of life? What are what are my goals? How can I put the attention back on myself? Um, where do I want to grow? What have I maybe put to the side for these years because I was caring for my kids that I, I can now revisit? What very often happens is once that refocus takes place, the anxiety about the children also lessens because it's that letting go and saying, okay, I did my job, I did the best I could, and now it is time for them to take advantage of the lessons and the values they gain from the house and make their own way, right? So I think that it's a very good time to reflect and use use for personal growth. It, it means that they need to be set their goals after every five years. Uh, once they're done with their uh, college university, so they need to be set their goals again what they want to do in their life and in that part the transition part is very important which you haven't discussed in your uh different articles as well transition is not mm -hmm. just about keep when a student is going from the uh school to college then college to university and the person who is supporting them and their parents they also transition from different phases so in that coaching is play a very important part to help them out yes i think that coaching is you know, like I said in the beginning, my background is in psychology. And if you kind of imagine your neutral state to be here, right? Um, when you're below, when you're suffering from depression, yeah. anxiety, anything that bothers you, when people often use therapy, whereas if you're fine, but you want to grow, you want to yes. get from good to great to excellent, that's where coaching can be useful. It's useful to have somebody to be accountable to, to help explore things or ask questions that maybe you don't really ask yourself, to um, have somebody to help set those goals 
and those the steps that you need to achieve those goals. Because how often does it happen that we kind of think to ourselves, oh, I'd like to do that. I'd like to do that. And then it just gets put away somewhere. And then a year later, ah, I really wanted to do that, but I never did. So coaching is you saying, okay, I want to invest in myself. And I am getting this person, this coach, who will help me first find that path, And then help me stay on that path. But at the end of the day, the biggest part in coaching is the readiness of the coach. So the person has to be ready to want to make that change and to commit. And that's why, um, you know, I think that this is this is the part where a lot of people kind of stop. Oh, do I really need a coach? Why would I pay for a coach? Well, by doing yes. that, you are saying, yes, I am ready. This has value for me. So I will pay for this and make sure that I have regular meetings with this person because I obviously paid for it. So I need to kind of maintain that commitment and to help see me through to maybe see okay well why do why am i not realizing my goals why do i maybe get to a certain point and then back down why am i maybe not clear about what i want so um i think that when the person is ready they will look for that investment to help yeah. them escalate forward basically the person who is going to be get a coaching he or she is the beneficiary of all these program Uh, in long term, they will get the benefit. Uh, Magda, the one more point point which you want to discuss with you here and your experience. What are some common challenges faced by the person uh, for setting goals? Or what kind of the problem or the hurdles faced by that person who want to set some goals? For example, the very common things have been always the procrastination, uh, which I use. We just mm-hmm. mentioned that uh, we start. We will start. We'll do in the next week. If regarding the exercise or the gym, we'll start from the Monday and on Monday and the next mm-hmm. Monday, it will never start. So, what's your experience? Oh wow! Uh, another another good question. Um, I think that the first issue that I come across is lack of clarity about the goals and not knowing what's really important. So a big part of coaching is also discovering your values. And once you know what your core values are, what's important, because why are you going to the gym? Are you going to the gym because that's what everybody does? Are you going to the gym to lose weight? Exactly. To put pictures on Instagram. If so, why is that important for you? What basic need is it filling in your life? Once you once you kind of have more clarity and you set the goals, what very often happens is people set massive goals and then those goals are too big. It's kind of like, you know, you're looking at a mountain and you're like, oh, my goodness. Hmm. Yeah, unrealistic. So a big part of it is how can we break these big goals down into bite sized pieces that are a lot more easier, easier to attain and, you know, make that break that progress up. And that's also where coaching comes in, because you're able to set timelines, you're able to um, break, break, like we said, the goals down, you're able to have milestones, and then also have strategies on obtaining that. And then also sometimes, very often, this happens is we set a goal and 
something happens along the way. So we need to go back and ask, okay, what's stopping? What's stopping you? Why are you procrastinating? Why yeah. are Consistent. what needs to happen? Uh, very often, yeah. sorry, I mean just go, um that very often what happens is that the goal we set initially is not actually the goal we want. So we need to kind of backtrack and mm -hmm. think what is actually underneath that goal that's more important. And then the process starts over. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for interrupting, but mm -hmm. that's something that happens very often. I think it's that number of times, as you said, I mentioned that we make the goal and maybe for the two or three months we will be consistent. But after something happened and we again back to the normal routine and they forget that what's the point? Why do we started this? So consistency, I guess, is difficult to maintain in that program, whatever you choose. Yeah, I think, I think consistency, I think a big part of it is also... Um, reflecting on your habits and yeah. how you know, we often say that habits is what kind of forms our life and the quality of our life. So it's maybe also analyzing it, what habits do we have or what needs to shift in order for it to for it to be easier. So if, for example, I'm going to go back to the gym example because it's a basic yeah, one. book reading you really as well. To, you yeah. really want to go to the gym. But every every single you know every single day after work you're too tired or something yeah. comes up or you uh, you need to make dinner for the family or it's mm. too far away or the traffic Fine. is too bad. Okay, so what needs to we all have the same amount of time. Yes. So how do we structure that time in order to fit that in? And sometimes it might be okay. Well, let me try to put it in the morning, but I don't want to get up. So what do I need to do in order to get up? So then maybe go to bed earlier. Early, and it's yeah. kind of looking Complete at psychic. those tweaks in your life that can and those small adjustments that can actually have a very big knock-on effect over a period of time and after a while if we stick to it the habits become unconscious and you don't even think about it it's just something that you do almost sometimes, sometimes you almost have to trick yourself a little bit Ah, thank you so much, Bagwa. Had a wonderful time with you. The way you explain all these points are very interesting. Just take a few minutes more. This is a time when students are done with their school program or the college program, and now they are looking for the universities and for different admissions. So the, what advice you want to give to the two students? Um, so for students, I would, for the students coming up to this part of their life, yeah. my biggest advice would be start early. Um, remember that it's a process. So really research your options. Think about where you want to be, what you want to study, but also have a look. You know, there's a lot of information um, available yes. on you city websites you can look at um open days there are virtual tours if you're not able to travel to the place mm -hmm. because one thing is what yes. you're going to be studying but you also want to be in an environment that is exciting for you because when you're in an environment that you like that you are excited to be in there's a much higher probability that you'll take all the opportunities that are presented to you. So I think that would be my main piece of advice. And don't be afraid to ask for help. It is a big yes. process. It is a thing that you do once, sometimes twice. Um, so don't be afraid to ask for help. I might have one more question in that domain. Uh, number of students decided to take a gap year because they were too much confused okay, what to do and they take the gap year. What's your take on the on the gap year? Um. I think that if it's a planned gap year, 
it is absolutely fine. I think um, it becomes a bit of an issue if it's a gap year with no substance yeah. and no plan ahead. I have a lot of students that take a gap year for a variety of reasons. Some because, for example, they need to do something like military service, which is obligatory in some countries. Mm. Um, some students want to get work experience. Some students are finishing school and they're still a little bit young. So the parents want to keep them around for a little bit longer. Um, so as long as there's a plan and there's a purpose, also a good idea, what I often do with the students that I work with is deferring. So you can apply to university, but defer your entry for a year. So then you already have that set and then you have a year to fill out, but you know you'll be going to university um, in the following year. And again, don't leave everything up to chance and up to the last yes. minute because like, when it's easy, easy for things to kind of get lost and slip somewhere. Amazing. Uh, thank you so much, Magda. But again, there's a few questions rising in the mind. The last one, uh, what <laughs> advice you want to give who wants to become a coach? <sighs> who wants so for somebody who wants to become a coach? Um, I definitely think that building sort of self-awareness and being aware of the qualities that make you predisposed to working with people. I think some relevant work experience, because, you know, being a coach yeah. is one thing, but then you look at, okay, what area? Um, there are people obviously that do life coaching, um, but I think it's very helpful to have a niche and a niche that you yeah. do have some experience in because, um, it's help. It's helpful, and I definitely suggest doing accredited co coaching um, courses, either by ICF or Association for Coaching, because it does give you credibility. It gives you skills, yeah. and then it keeps you also within the ethical framework of the coaching job. So. Mm, people who are working with you know that you are providing value within that, yes. um, within professional standards. Adding value is very important. Of course. Uh, of course. Thank you so much, Magda. Had a wonderful discussion with you. And I learned a lot and hope so that my audience will also get benefit from this session. Take okay. care. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And I hope that we get a chance to chat again sometime soon. Definitely, definitely we'll plan to. Thank you so much. Okay.